0: Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Okay, I hit record. Let's do it. We're doing hey, it. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast <laughs> with Joel and Steve. Steve always thinks that's funny.
1: I don't know. It's just the the idea of this. It's just like the the absurdity of it just it hits really,
0: me. Yeah, it's great, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it too. I yeah. I ditched my my Wednesday night commitment so that I could chill and just be chill for this. I'm in a super chill mood. I'm on my back porch. You can probably hear the crickets chirping. I can hear and, the
1: crickets chirping.
0: I got candles going, I got some incense going. Jesus. Got some great. You look water like the wood. Tim
1: Robbins character from High
0: Fidelity. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I probably do. It's am not, not saying a, that's not necessarily I'm, a bad thing. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He just is such he's painted as such a jerk. Right. In yeah. That. I just said you looked like him. I didn't say you were like him. That's I appreciate it. I took sure. all of that personally, which yeah, is very well, me.
1: I did say when I mentioned that earlier that it made me want to cut my hair. <laughs> but not because of you.
0: I uh, I don't like my camera angle right now. I'm really glad we're recording this on audio only.
1: Oh, are you self-conscious about it? Do you I'm, need a yeah, shift or something?
0: Yeah. It's just me. It's true. You, you've you always accepted me just as I am, Steve.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Uh-huh. You really have. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. I think that's legit, actually. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm.
0: I got a call today from uh, our former guest and good mutual friend, Mike Zwingman. Oh, yeah. And he started the conversation with, hey, man, I love you, and I'm really grateful for you, and we need to talk more. Oh. I, what do he say? I lo- and he said, we need to normalize calling each other and just saying that right out the gate. So, Steve, I really love you, man, and I'm really grateful for you. I, oh, we need nice. to talk more. I,
1: I I love you, and I'm grateful for you, too, and that's you know why we do this. Yeah,
0: man. Uh-huh. Um. Normalizing, instagram normalizing oh, that no well, let's I had normalize to. that sure man well no, i think we're doing that by doing this podcast i think so too mm-hmm. i think we are getting a little bit better one tick at a time
1: you know i uh, well you know it's a day-to-day thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of water in the water there's a lot of
1: water in the water uh, uh how yeah that's I, I mean you know we we're coming up you know slowly on an anniversary of so is the 44th one of these
0: we've done can you believe that that's insane. Not That's just not a, insane. It's crazy. It's, it's cool. It's amazing. It's,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's like, so every once in a while, I'm like, are we actually trying to be better? Like, how is this? And I think so. It obviously takes a, different forms, you know.
0: Sure. Sure. But I, like uh, our,
1: I feel like our last few, well, all of our guests, but, like, you know, just everybody. I really enjoyed talking with Armando um, yeah. to hear his story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think just listening to his um, commitment to art and to being mm-hmm. an actor and to mm-hmm. Shakespeare and all of that, mm-hmm. despite not being of an ethnic background that one would normally consider Shakespearean,
2: yeah, that's um, um,
1: like I uh, like that was really enlightening for me and opened up a bunch of doors for me. That cool. things just just things that I'd never thought about, you know,
0: you know, something why that he's, would I, yeah you know? something something that he said as a theater instructor that was so profound and was probably uh it was profound. he he knew what he was saying it was like he said something like we all have kings and queens in our ancestry we all have you know betrayal and stuff that we can relate to it was like it took away the idea that shakespeare was one particular ethnic background race Mm -hmm. uh socio economic background it just he just with that one simple statement was like oh yeah this is very relevant no matter where you're from yeah what you're doing and that's why i think it's just another layer to why that text is mind-blowing you know Mm -hmm. yeah i haven't i haven't played with that text for a while personally and i need to Well, i saw your production of hamlet that was like years ago yeah, it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I've done some, you know, I do pull out the monologues every once in a while, but I've not. I you know I haven't dealt with that in a minute. So, hmm. I, I I teach a class that is text. It's so we do voice and speech using Shakespeare's text. So that always you know gives. It's like the it's like the the defib paddles. You know what oh, I mean? Sure. It just sort of uh-huh. j, jars me back into because there's I mean for an actor that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that unlocks all of it, you know. So Sure. It's cool. Yeah, I really I'm glad we had Armando on yeah, for a lottery just cool. because he was Armando and how I am- I love that guy. Uh-huh. But also well, he's pre- he's pre- he's pretty lovable
1: dude. Seems you, like
0: dude, you, I mean you don't even know. And that's cool that you got that from that hour long conversation. Right. He really is one of the most <laughs> loving uh loyal uh-huh. dedicated people you're ever going to know. It's awesome. He's just a, yeah, he's such a kind, kind man. So I'm glad he was able to do it. It was a great talk. If yeah. you haven't listened to it out there, go back, go back an episode and listen yeah. to Yeah.
1: Mondo's Mundo. Mondo's, Armando's Mundo. I love it.
0: Oh, uh-huh. shoot. Uh, Find us on Instagram, Trying to Be Better Podcasts, and yeah. email the show at ttbbpodcasts at gmail.com. I was
1: going to try and say that like Armando said it, but I don't think I can do it.
0: Oh, yeah. The intro. Are you going
1: to leave have, that I, intro on? on everyone I don't know. Now? I don't know. You think I should? I, th- I don't know. I think he should. I don't Are we going to have to pay Armando royalties? Because if no, we are, we're going to need to start opening up that Patreon thing.
0: Here's the deal, dude. He didn't put that in any sort of contract. So. All right. He just he just sent it. Yeah, that okay. was a free. That was a free
1: gift. Well, that's amazing. And thanks, Armando, for that. And if that's the case, then maybe I will keep using it because it is awesome.
0: <laughs> didn't he didn't he say toot your hooter, too?
1: Uh maybe you did towards the end. I don't have to go back and play the clip.
0: <laughs> hey, it's my wife.
1: Hey, we're recording here, Kirsten. Unless she wants to join
0: us. Hey, you want to come on the pod real quick? We're just doing <laughs> intros. She's got a box full of sushi. Hi. What? Okay. So is better this me? with Joel and Steve Podcast? Hey.
1: Hi, Kirsten. How are Hi. you? Hi. It's weird. Um, There's a
0: mic here.
1: Where's my sushi? <laughs>
0: Oh dude, in this in this beautiful black box.
1: I'm so from Shokunin. I'm so yep. incredibly envious right now. I can't even stand it. This, this podcast
0: is brought to you by Shokunin Sushi. Yep. I was so hungry I ate half of my sushi rolls <laughs> in the vehicle <laughs> on the way home. Sauce everywhere.
1: Well, good night everybody. Totally Joel's gonna go eat some sushi.
0: I might eat I might eat my fried tofu while <laughs> we talk, Steve. Steve. No, don't do that. Come on, man delicious this is the good good right here hell yeah oh the good good welcome home babe glad you're here i got yeah i got some incense out here the vibe is right out here <laughs> the, vibe the vibe is right
1: is right okay so now do you need to go <laughs> bye. bye guys it's gonna
0: be like that oh, I kirsten <laughs> yeah yeah could you that'd be amazing you're the best she had a rough she she Facetime me because she was trying to get rutabaga's uh, vegan oh. comfort food uh-huh. and didn't realize they closed early oh so she had to pivot she just yeah pivot 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 so anyway sorry about that well no oh. i'm not sorry no, no Talk no. this is life this is life at the agar hq baby <laughs> The just vibe, ranch. i'm just vibing i
1: think this is what the kids call vibing dude is that what is that what that is i think that i think you might actually be doing I think would that in another era be called just like being? Yeah, I'm vibing now. You're vibing. It's 2021. I'm vibing. You're vibing. Okay. Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't know if I can do that.
0: You could do. You can totally vibe. <laughs> I've seen know, like, you vibe. Okay. When I when we came back from our time at the Natural History Museum, and you were hanging out at oh, the yeah. hostel like, with the guitar hostel, yeah, that was vibing, was vibing, dude. Okay.
1: All right. I'm okay. Sweet. I can
0: vibe. I feel that's pretty five. good about that yeah um so steve you had a topic oh wanna, sure that's yeah. a hard pivot sorry well
1: you know it's okay um yeah um well this stems from a thing that i heard in a meeting recently where yeah. a guy that i don't know but i've seen you know yeah was talking about a friend acquaintance friend friend i think i think it was a, a close
0: friend close yeah close
1: friend that um uh texted him uh to say that he wanted to kill himself that he yeah. wanted to die, and it wasn't like a like an attention thing he was like dude i I really yeah. am thinking about ending my own existence type of yeah. situation yeah and uh and what a um brave thing that was for that person to do to reach out like that, yeah to say. Cause it wasn't like, you know, the teenage suicide note or whatever, the obvious plea for attention situation. Sure. It was like somebody with, that was actually, you know, a, a an adult that had been contemplating this for a while and was like, no, nah, I think I'm going to do it. So I just thought I'd maybe run it by somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my friend and, um, and that kind of resonated with me. Well, for a thousand reasons, but like there was a situation in a, group up in uh, omaha um oh it's been probably a decade or so ago where one of the pillars of that little recovery community who on the surface had everything Mm -hmm. had the marriage had the Mm -hmm. home had the job had the kids had the recovery community had the whole fucking thing and she hung herself from the ceiling fan of her bedroom
0: yeah yeah
1: and um that kind of sent shock waves through yeah you know, the recovery community of Southeast Nebraska, because it was such a, like her,
0: you know, right. Yep.
1: And the answer is yeah. Yeah. And so that's all that's really kind of stuck with me over the last decade or so. Um, you see, there's a, you've probably seen the meme makes around the social medias of, are you eating your fucking tofu? (laughs) Sorry. God damn it, Joel! Um, I'm trying to have a thing. I'm. This eating, is okay. Hold I, on. I, I, I'm mostly giving you a hard time. It's fine. Okay, good. I was gonna so, say, hey, this
0: is this is realness. This is vi- nah, I'm eating. Fine. I'm eating my fine. my ve- veggie I'm, tempura I'm, and my I'm, fried I'm, tofu. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm drinking my coffee. I'm, 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 I'm drinking
0: drink. my coffee. Okay, fine. And you're talking about some real shit, and I am real listening. Shit. I love you. Okay,
1: thank you. Um, so, um, now I'm just hungry. Uh, <laughs> but tonight's episode is also brought to you by haagen ice cream bars. Oh which, my goodness. Which are amazing. Um, anyway. Um, so you've seen the meme going around, like these are the faces of depression and it's yeah. famous, you know, actor, comedian type people. Yeah. Like are, Robin Williams. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah or who are smiling and laughing. Philip and Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. yeah and all yeah, these yeah. people have died either by their own hand or by, you know, drugs or alcoholism or whatever you know right right and so and that you know i just i now have the song tears of a clown by smoky robinson going through my head yep you know um which is not exactly about that but it's kind of close um and so that's i don't know that's just been that's been what's been rolling through my noodle this week is is that um well i i think that i'm so um thankful a that i'm not in that place today yeah. And B, that I'm really like this gentleman that I've never met and will probably never meet, who's like, you know, third removed, you know what right. I'm saying? Right. Like, yep. but I I have to wonder, because this is a you know, secret meeting recovery person mm-hmm. that if 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 they didn't have the tools that we learn in 12 step recovery and other recovery things, where which is like you pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. you know like just like mm-hmm. it just gets hammered in got hammered into me early on pick up the phone pick up the phone pick up the, pick phone. Up the phone yep so that when you actually need to make the call the phone doesn't weigh a thousand pounds and you know how to dial it
0: yeah and you i know? and I, so, I, yeah go ahead so
1: anyway that you know it's it just brought on um some some gratitude um just that we have that available to us. You know, like I hope to fuck
0: Christ. If I ever actually want to off myself that I can call you and say that. I'm gonna say this right now, not just because we're on a podcast. If you're ever in that spot, Steve, I don't care what hour of the day it is, fucking call. Fucking text. Blow me up until I answer.
1: Right back at you.
0: The thing is if I ever
1: actually want to do that, I probably won't.
0: (laughs) Well Here's here's the interesting thing and I think this is a fascinating topic because and this is maybe a niche it's not necessarily a niche topic but we're surrounded in a and we've talked about this we have we have multiple communities right like we have mm-hmm. communities within our communities we have True. a recovery community I have I I'm a particip I'm a you know flag waving member of two different recovery community fellowships and like I right. am surrounded by people that Want to help each other that like, and not just because it benefits some bottom line or Mm -hmm. it gets them, you know, the possibility of having their own planet when they die or going to some (laughs) pearly gate in the sky or whatever. It's like, we do this because we have to save our ass in the here and now. Right. And we have learned that through doing that, through being Mm -hmm. helped by that group of people and by actively helping other people in that moment. So but even within that community you can still even in that recovery community so to speak you can still experience uh the effects of mental illness
1: uh well
0: yeah yeah (laughs) so do you get you get sober you get off drugs and alcohol or or whatever get Mm -hmm. get you're in the in the recovery process and that opens up a whole other can of worms well, and,
1: that that literally just exposes the tip of the iceberg,
0: right? It's that's like, all it
1: does. Like, congratulations, you haven't drank for thirty days, right? Strap
0: in, right? And here's here here's how you hopefully arrest your act of alcoholism or addiction or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But and because of that, you have to live life on life's terms, and sometimes mm-hmm. that means. Uh, getting honest and seeking help outside of these places and uh, being willing to stake your comfort to save your ass.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's really, I I believe that, um, this is just my opinion, but if you're comfortable in your early sobriety, you're not doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: God. Dude, that is super true. Yeah. Because, sorry, meat and tofu. I don't care. That's totally true because, I was completely out of my skin uh-huh. for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, to lesser degrees as the weir- years went on. Yeah, 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 but you saw me, and you've mentioned it. I was mm-hmm. a skittish, sweaty you were dog a on a freeway
1: mess. Yeah,
0: dog on a freeway. What's yeah, that? What's that's going? Right. Who's that? What's what's going? What's <laughs> right, that? You know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. So anyway even after and i think that i was on the same meeting that you were you're referring to and that that particular individual talked about this person being having been quote unquote sober for quite a long time yeah and like I heard hear like that 20 years yeah we hear mm-hmm. i mean i knew somebody in california recovery that had i i, did, I met him maybe once were they he, were they quote california sober no they were they were apparently sober sober uh-huh. uh and they uh yeah. They had, you know, nice, nice, nice house in the hills, nice mm-hmm. car, kids, really great, you know, industry job, mm-hmm. hung themselves in their garage. Yeah. And it's like, and I don't mean to be flipping about that. I think, no, no. I, I think anybody that's listening, like we'll post the, the numbers and the, and the places that you can reach out to. Cause like, mm-hmm. it's a real thing. And like, it doesn't matter. I, I don't, yeah. I think that you and I talk a lot about recovery as, as us, as a solution. We don't, hopefully we haven't given the impression that it is the solution to all things, you know, and that was, that
1: was, but but I, I think that for people that are, have, you know, alcohol and drug relations, substance abuse issues, if those aren't dealt with, everything else is just the proverbial rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Totally. Yeah. Like you can go to therapy and you can do all the things and start philanthropic, organizations to be of service or whatever yep but you'll still drink yourself to death
0: yeah that's the baseline is mm-hmm. that you got to get sober in order to yeah he will be sober to like show up <laughs> to right. like walk to like yeah. go to the yeah. things i don't um, know it's
1: kind of, i mean there's obviously room to debate that till the cows come home but um that's been my experience yeah I, and well and then we're you know we're sitting in the in the recovery chair, never mind the people that don't have active addiction issues or aren't alcoholics that still suffer from depression. Dude. Or uh maladaptive coping strategies that aren't substance related. Right. Like, for example, caring about
0: professional sports. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dude, was, that was a- I- that was a think, lack of a better put way to put it, a curveball, Steve. Yeah, that I'm, was a curveball.
1: Ah, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm just <laughs> pimping. I'm just being shitty. No, but I mean, you know, shopping addiction, sex addiction, gambling addiction. Right. Um, you know, uh, pick a pick a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. There's Oh yeah, there was a there's a I think there's an Emotions Anonymous. <laughs> you know like there's okay stop it okay here's the thing that's gotta be satire no that's i think that's real but there's there's the here's the thing like we are we are currently you and i Mm -hmm. as the result of being embedded in a community that has you know we have held on to a dear life to save our butts Mm -hmm. we have an abundance of tools and people at our disposal That doesn't mean we pick them up. And I think that kind of what, maybe what you, the, the, you know, the thing that is curious or maybe the thing that we can talk about is how do you get, how can you be surrounded by uh, a beautiful solution to all that and still be stuck? And you know, that, that's, that's, That's the thing that's baffling and scary is that it doesn't matter. I mean, even even anybody that's listening that's not even remotely invested or involved in anything recovery-based at all can still experience depression that is life-threatening. Absolutely. And like Mm -hmm. some of that, and this is, you know,
1: there's like situational depression. Sure. Which is like work is hard. Marriage is hard. Yeah. Yeah throw those two things together and the kids are being, you know, teenagers or whatever, that's a recipe for depression for sure. Right. You know, and for just kind of sulking in the cave or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's not clinical depression. And I, 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 I'm sure I'm obviously a lay person, but that could eventually with enough time and without (laughs) effective coping strategies could turn into like a, A clinical depressive state yeah oh yeah um that may similar to you know it's like the hard drinker talks about in the in the big book it's like may require some hospitalization Mm -hmm. but once they get dusted up and cleaned off they're pretty okay you know yeah right as opposed to the alcoholic who's like i'm dusted off and cleaned off let's go celebrate (laughs) yeah you know whatever but i mean like so that like that to me is I think would be hard, you know, to Mm. to diagnose or to um uh to admit maybe, yeah, Yeah. especially if you're in the middle of it because you know how that works. Like if you're stuck in the middle of it, there's no perspective.
0: Yeah, that is, and and that goes back to your point earlier about this particular person and them being very brave to kind of say, "Hey, I am." I am at a point where uh this extreme action is palpable to me is yeah. possible mm-hmm. is on on the tip of my tongue. What do I do? And I think that that, that, that is, is
1: that is that is the the next level of hey I heard you're sober and I have I'm concerned about my drinking and I don't exactly. know what to do. Right? Like, that's like that's like the graduate level of for sure admitting your problem with alcohol i think is pretty easy compared to i really want to off myself
0: yeah and if and it, even and you mentioned something earlier about like you know the the teenage sort of shooting a flare or wanting attention like there's yeah, yeah. something still pretty brave about I mean there's something about saying that and i don't know that anybody says that and doesn't have something going on oh
1: yeah and please you know what i mean please save the the flaming hate mail because um (laughs) i didn't mean to be uh flip about that
0: no and i wasn't accusing you of being flip it's just that you know even if it is sort of a a flare being shot into the air or a quote unquote you know cry for attention there's a reason why that person is crying for attention that would oh, use that extreme language. You know, like, definitely. yeah, it is a cry for attention because yeah. they need attention and, need attention. and that's okay to need attention when, when you're 14, when you're 14 or when yeah. you're 40 yeah, yeah. and your will to live is not there. And you're like, how do I cope with this? Yeah, That's, a, well, that's remember, an attention seeking. That's an okay place to have like, yeah, get attention for that. That deserves attention. i remember
1: when i was a kid we had a neighbor um the father uh committed suicide shot himself Mm -hmm. like a few houses up from us you know yeah and like i was young and you know he was kind of a a guy in the neighborhood you know we didn't know him personally but we knew who he was and he was always nice and whatever you know um and that like, I was sad about that, but I didn't really, I mean, I was, I didn't have a frame, like how to process that. I don't know, you know? Right. Um, but the, uh, when I was, uh, at military school, there was a kid, I forget his name. He was, uh, a wrestler and he failed to make weight. Oh yeah. For an upcoming wow. match. So his answer to that was to drink as much of a bottle of Brasso as he could. Oh my God. Right. What a way to go um fortunately his roommate like found him in mid swig right and they got him to a hospital and they got his stomach pumped and everything but like like that i mean that was across the hall from me you know what i'm saying this is a guy that i lived with in a barracks you know right and uh we weren't exactly close because i wasn't exactly a wrestler but you know yeah still we were uh uh you know brothers yeah right um and so that was really, um, that one hit me a little bit. Just mm-hmm. like what? Yeah. Over wrestling. Yeah. And then you watch the breakfast club and you're like, oh, well that right. makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The pressure. I mean, mm-hmm. that's yeah. The pressure that that person was under or that pressure, the pressure that he felt he was under. Right. Yeah. yeah, what, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's, that's the thing is like, we want to. Sometimes I've been guilty of judging folks in that state, and it's like, how could that be such a big deal? And I, right. you hear that, like, people that are insensitive jerks are like, well, how, how... I just remember after Kurt Cobain died, Andy Rooney did a spot where he oh, was fuck like... fuck Andy Rooney. I know, fuck Andy Rooney. But he did this spot, you know, on 60 Minutes. It was yeah. like... is life that bad that you could, you know, you had a rock and roll career is life. That is really, is it really that hard to be a teenager in America? I'm like, fuck you, dude. Right. Like, Well, I don't know.
1: He's, you know, talking to the target audience.
0: (laughs) Precisely. Right. I mean, I've been in, I've been in spots well into recovery. I mean, I, I think I've had more dark nights of the soul, more bouts with, with situational depression and, and, with um you know suicidal ideation mm-hmm. well into recovery more so than I did when I was drinking cuz drinking is a solution it well, at right. least mask I mean, that that's,
1: that's the the thing uh Clancy I talks about that that like alcoholics that are drinking very rarely kill themselves right they I don't mean, take, they, I mean they may eventually kill themselves through you know their liver dissolving or whatever but
2: or red brain yeah
1: But they don't actually very, very rarely do practicing alcoholics, you know, intentionally take their own lives while they're drinking. Right. It's after they're sober a few years that they do that. Right. Without any solution, they're actually working. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: And that's, you know, that's that. And that goes back to that, you know, the number that I've heard and kind of hung on to over the years is five years. Is that like, if you've been drinking and using for any length of time, for your brain and your body to kind of get back to baseline it takes about five years and that 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 tracks (laughs) and then right and that of sober people um the suicide rate jumps at five years
0: really
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and don't ask i don't have a uh, i can't cite a source on that it's sure something i've heard over the years um Probably from one particular speaker. Probably Clancy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, or maybe. Uh, anyway, but that kind of that. Um, there's something about that leveling off. Yeah. That addicts don't deal with very well, mm. like normalization. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't like it. Mm-mm, this is mm-hmm. wrong. Yep. And it's just too weird. And uh,
0: you know, my life has become boring.
1: Well, yeah, or just that it's just wrong. That mm. feeling, that feeling of like, no, this is all wrong. Wow. That we all know so well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And well, I can't drink over it. We know this. Yeah. But I've done all the things. I have my higher power and I have my sponsor and I have the people and I have the meetings and I just, I, it's, it's just bad. I, I can't live like this.
0: And that's where I think that we, in all communities but recovery community especially this i'm getting on a bit of a soapbox here so go with me need to uh normalize discussion of professional help or help outside of and and not continue to claim that there needs to be more busyness in right whatever book is currently in front of you right not to say that doing that work is bad it's just like Oh yeah, do this because you're. It's like trying to. It's like trying to go to the hardware store for milk, right? right? It's like,
1: yeah. The
0: hardware store is really important. Yeah. But when you're trying to find groceries at the hardware store, you're gonna end up with the salted nut roll. <laughs> you're gonna end up with a bunch of salted nut rolls. And a big thing of root beer. And root beer and a a bang energy drink and yeah, that's yeah. going to kill you yeah pretty much yeah the bang
1: energy drink that's what yeah. that's that's what that's what a person in distress needs
0: <laughs> you know what i mean though it's like we we could all do i mean in every community I, and i see this now that i'm talking about it like you know normalizing the discussion of mental health and need for mental health attention mm-hmm. and resources From top to bottom, from places of work, recovery communities, sport teams, you know, police departments. Oh, oh my God. Why? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, the ability for a law enforcement officer to have a profound intervention of somebody having a mental health crisis is so potent Mm -hmm.
1: and proven like statistically
0: yes Mm -hmm. and like we we just continue to give them more kevlar and guns and tanks and continue to beef them up as militarized units when really
1: who's gonna populate the for-profit
0: prisons you're not wrong man it's so fucked
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh 100 percent the, the, the school of prison pipeline is real. Yeah. That's kind of, I, kind of another
0: podcast, but. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that we've, the, the couple of, pod, three or four podcasts before Armando came on, we, we got a lot of grievances aired, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I you know, this kind of, I'm kind of tying a thread back to uh, what I said about what Mike said, like starting these conversations with your friends and family. Particularly, and maybe we can only speak to who we are, but like you know, uh, middle-aged men, cisgendered straight men, like I love you, and like I'm here for you. And if you are ever in a moment of crisis, you you ought to be able to call me, and we can talk about whatever feeling, because you and I have enjoyed that connection, Mm -hmm. and I I feel very fortunate to have friends like you specifically, but also communities like the one we're in. But like you said earlier, not everybody has that, right? You know,
1: you know. I mean, not only we're we're a couple touchy feely guys. I don't know that everybody necessarily needs that, you know. Yeah. Um, But to know that it's there, right? Or I mean, some some forty year old you know dudes might not want. It's like the it's like the fucking thing in a like I'm a hugger. Get the fuck away from me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. It's not Stuart Smalley. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? God, I but love like that movie. Oh God.
1: It's so good. What's your dad up to? Oh, about a quarter day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much.
0: But the ability to to cut through the bullshit to be able to talk about hey, I'm really scared about the thoughts that are going between my ears right oh, now. Oh yeah. Bless you. <laughs> Woo! Uh-huh. And I right, need- and
1: that's I think that's like that's a big deal. It's huge to be able to say like I'm scared about what's in my head right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, with no fear of judgment.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's 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 real. Um, yeah. Because uh, especially, you know, for us sensitive folks, like there, that's that's a uh, like
0: that's a real thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. to have thoughts in your head that aren't, ain't going away that are saying that no nah, it's time for lights out
0: yeah time for lights out um mm-hmm. you you're worthless you're not you're not as good you know what i mean like you're well, not that's where it starts for me that's where it has started for me i'll get vulnerable it's got started to started with hey you're probably not acting in a way that's in line with your moral compass maybe you're a total piece of shit <laughs> You know, like it went right Right. off the cliff and like, that's where it starts. And it's like, Hey, yeah, maybe I am. Maybe I am a Maybe I am worthless. Maybe I'm not worthy of being on this planet. Maybe I am. Maybe this, this things that I'm dealing with are, are not just normal human problems. Maybe these are really awful, but I can't tell anybody about them. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? And that's where it festers for me, you know, and I've, I've definitely told you stuff that like is in the vault that like I I don't know that everybody has somebody in their life that can say, Hey, I'm scared of XYZ thought in my head right now. Or right. I'm I'm doing things that I you know, whatever. It's like I don't know, the trust and faith of, of, of the possibility of a friend be able to be there for somebody in that moment. So uh
1: on Netflix now there's this movie it's called The Four Seasons. Okay. And it's written and directed by Alan Alda. Oh, wow. And uh, it is quite literally the whitest movie ever made. Oh, no. it It is, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if you watch it, you'll be like, yeah, that's accurate. Okay. But it's about these uh, four couples. Um, they're middle-aged-ish, you know, yeah. New England white people. Um, and one of them one of the men uh, in the second season which i guess would be summer uh divorces his wife Mm -hmm. for a younger woman Mm -hmm. and it's and it shows like the turmoil that it throws that friend group into and the dynamics Mm -hmm. between the couples and it's actually i mean you know it's alan alda so it's It's pretty liberal and pretty touchy feely, and yeah, yeah. But it's also well written and it's kind of funny, and yeah. And I just started watching because my parents took us to see it. I would have been ten. Yeah, yeah. And and um you know, there was nothing like. I mean, there's a couple scenes like, "Eh, man, ten year old probably didn't need to see that, but sure. Um, or but a lot most of it just went you know over my head. Yeah. But I remembered seeing it in the theater because I remembered, um, you know Alan Otter from Mash. Yeah. Right. And then seeing him because we watched Smash all the time. It was on yeah. every night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes twice in a row.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, and uh, so seeing him, I remember seeing him in that different context. That was like the first time that that had happened for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that just yeah. always
1: kind of stuck with me. So it came up on Netflix like no fucking way. <laughs> so I've been watching it and it's it's uh I don't know. It's entertaining. It's thought provoking, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and Carol Burnett's in it. And who doesn't love Carol Burnett?
0: Dude, she's a national treasure. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: there was a point in there somewhere. What were we talking about? We,
0: I think we're talking about mental health, um, uh, suicide, uh, friends. Oh, you're talking about having
1: uh, one of the the uh, one of the things that comes up later is that Alan Alda finds out that the guy who had been who divorced his wife Mm -hmm. because they'd had many many talks over the years about stuff and they thought they were close well it turns out that the other guy like the third guy tells alan alda like oh no, he's been fucking around on her for years oh wow and Alan's was like sorry what yeah he thought that he that the guy had been faithful to his wife 100 percent and just after you know 15 years 20 years like i just it's not there you know yeah right turns out no he's just a flanderer Right. And so that breach of like trust there. Yeah. He was like, he's like, what do I do with you? Right. Right. So it's, it's, it's really, I mean, like, it's, that's a, that's a, a big deal,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. To have, yeah, to have somebody like that just shows, it's a good example of how important it is to have people in your life that, that you know you can trust with the stuff that is that is going on in your life and maybe mm-hmm. going on in your head, and that y- you can uh, you can trust them with that, but you can also be trustworthy, yeah. In return, you know. Well, that's a, th- you know that's, that's life saving stuff.
1: You know, I'm not moral. I'm not squeaky clean in the honesty department with, in relationships. You sure. know, that's sure because that. Something I've had to learn the hard way, frankly.
0: Yeah, I, I get it. I totally you know? get it. Yep.
1: Um, honesty was not a trait that I had for a long time, just because of fear, you know. Yeah. Right. Um. And so, anyway, I mean, that's a kind of another topic, but I mean, like, I've had to learn that. that I've had to learn, um, how important trust is, and how quickly it can be broken the hard way.
0: Yeah. Like yes. it
1: really takes just like a second,
0: totally, and it's and it's all gone. And I don't know what I don't know where I I totally get what you're saying, and I totally agree that like I've been in those spots where I I saw the fork in the road very clearly. I can either be I can either get cash for the truth or lie for some shitty credit. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's some a good way temporary credit. I can get I can get like I can lie and go to and it's like going to one of those you know, check cashing places, or I could get straight up cash for telling the truth right now, but I don't believe the cat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm scared of, well, I'm the, scared of what, well, I don't know what I'm scared of, but if you're right, is, it's holy totally fear.
1: The truth is, turns out the easier, softer way. Yeah. Even though up front you may pay for it a little bit. Yep. Um, ultimately, spiritually, life-wise, it's like whatever, you may end up losing a friend or losing a relationship. Yeah over your actions that you're being truthful about yeah but you won't have to live with that additional lie anymore right instead of in a set of false uh pretenses
0: right right and you it, know because that sucks that's hell that is hell and i mm-hmm. think that 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 does tie into like the original idea of being of copying to whatever's going on in between your ears or in your life it's like it's a lot and i'm sure people i mean i i know i relate to this i'm sure somebody out there relates to this too it's exhausting mm-hmm. to try to keep but that keep that facade up it's mm-hmm. it's fucking no matter life. what kind of facade it is nope doesn't matter yep. like it is so exhausting to at least keep up the bullshit in your head or keep up keep up the bullshit out there or both it is gut wrenching you know to try to pretend that everything's okay and that i'm not suicidal or pretend that yeah whatever it is that i'm that i don't want to name my anxiety or depression or that i i I need to tell a a trusted friend what's going on or i need to talk to my partner about what's going on like
1: i had a deal today where i i mean my work is just insane right now and i totally dropped the ball on a thing mm -hmm. my boss emailed like hey i need those numbers for this thing we have a meeting this afternoon do you have that right and i was like I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then I, I had to stop and be like, Oh yeah. That thing we talked about a month ago. Yeah. That I haven't heard about since. Right. I know. I just had to, like, I could have, I just had to, I just had to fire back. Like I haven't done anything with that. I don't have that for you. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And like, that was so much. And then, I mean, that was just, it sucked having to say that. Mm hmm. But it was so much easier than trying to like bullshit a number, right? And then try to you know make it work on the back end.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: And like, no, no, I really need it to be this.
0: Like, what, you know what like- I do? Well, my 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 bad behavior in those scenarios? I get defensive. I kind of felt oh. like that. I, I I felt the impulse. I didn't act on it today. When I was kind of like, a coworker asked about this project thing, and he's like, "Hey, how's that going?" And I'm like. I felt this like rise of energy. Yeah, well they didn't. Exactly. Want to be like, "Well, this is not." And I can't believe and this is, you know, I felt all of that stuff come up. Mm-hmm. And that ain't that the truth for just about anything I'm trying to keep under wraps.
1: If it starts coming out like that, that yeah. well <laughs> that immediately I know whatever comes is going to come out of my mouth next is just wrong.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just, just going to be wrong. Constant it's excuses, denial, bullshit, well, fear. Yeah.
1: If they
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's and then everything after that is like back to Marin. And if you ever find yourself (laughs) yelling at a woman, you might as well just say, why aren't you my mommy?
3: (laughs) Why aren't you my mommy?
0: Exactly.
3: I, yeah,
0: I, uh, uh, that's so, it's so true. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know why I want to save my ass in that moment. I want to save face. I don't want to, I don't want to be, I don't want to be wrong.
1: I mean right. like well I, I was just a, I was embarrassed today. Mhm. Cuz I've got a pretty stellar record for the most part. Mhm. And you know, and there's a, in my mind I'm thinking I've got enough political capital built up this one isn't going to hurt that much. Right. But in that moment I'm like but I've got an A. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the B+.
0: plus, You know. Yeah. Which yeah. is
1: kind of an improvement frankly, you know.
0: Yeah, right. I'm so afraid of what you are going to think of me. Like I tell, I was telling my, my acting class this today, I went on this long diatribe and I think I mentioned this before about stage fright, right? Mm -hmm. That really what that is, is that lizard brain. Yeah. Lizard brain doesn't want to be separated from the group because it won't get fed. right? Right. But that's the same thing with like feeling embarrassed. I think that I would much rather, I think instinctively there's a part of me that would much rather, uh, you know, crawl under a rock and die, right, and, and or never be seen again than be embarrassed. And that's that's kind of plays into the whole topic of tonight. There's, like
1: there's a there's a Smith song in there somewhere.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do my Morrissey impression. I can't no. do it. <sighs> I'm I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't want to be outed. I don't want to out myself. I don't want to. I don't want to be vulnerable. Yeah. I, I don't want to be vulnerable. Well,
1: that's, you know, that's the thing that's, and this is kind of a, I'm very fortunate now that I work for people that all they want to know is the truth. Yeah. I ju- they just want just to know give me some stand. truth. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to have to come back and say, actually we got wrong information. They would rather hear that they have no information than be led down some sort of primrose bullshit path by somebody yeah. who doesn't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. Just tell us. And and the response thus far has always been, oh, okay, well, get it to as soon as you can.
2: Yeah. Like right.
1: that's it. Yeah. Because I've I've been in situations previously where that was not the case.
0: Right. There yeah. would be
1: finger pointing and recriminations and raised voices and scowls and you know.
0: What do you think the difference between the culture is? I'm very curious.
1: Um simply put, um, well, that's almost another podcast, but we. Sure. talked to, I may have mentioned it before, but the organization bought into this um, program, which was actually founded by a recovered alcoholic. Oh, nice! Uh, by the name of Clint Studer, uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: who Clint Studer, he uh, was a hospital administrator that uh, made a pretty large name for himself. Uh, kind of re. Inventing hospital cultures, he would take over, go into facilities that had were just dysfunctional messes. Yeah, and he, over the course of a couple of decades, developed kind of a tried and true method to um, fix dysfunctional mm-hmm. organizations. Mm-hmm. And it's all real basic spiritual stuff, right? Sure, um, but it's just kind of packaged in such a way, and it's not bullshit. Which is the because, man, I've worked so many places where they have the morale committee and they hire on some bullshit fucking, hey, this is going to make everybody really excited to be here. And that's all just crap. And we're going to give
0: it. you it, I, I've i I've seen those tactics and some of them feel like those sticker star charts from third grade. 100%. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's really, we're of, doing this to adults. Like, yeah, yeah. we're having no, a, this
1: is this is serious shit, man. And it all stems, and this is the part that's great, is it all stems at the top. All yeah. signs point to senior leadership. Right on. Yeah. And, and and what they can do, not to coddle, quite the opposite, actually. Uh, like, for example, one of the things is it's all about communication, and it's all about being real and mm-hmm. honest about your situation. Mm-hmm. And if you can't address a situation, address it. Uh, yeah. Like, for example, I have a monthly me- meeting with my superior person yeah uh, who's great but i have to fill out a couple of sheets for her prior to those meetings 48 hours before yeah and there's just kind of boilerplate questions but it's things like you know uh what the first question is get this what's working well for you lately oh that's the first question perfect. Not what isn't working well it's what's working well for you
0: yeah right and
1: so it forces me to identify things.
0: First, yeah, yeah, what's working for you? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and then you go through things like so, what are your operational challenges right now? Uh, what are you hearing on your rounding with other departments that, uh, about the organization? Mm -hmm. Um, and then the the very last question is, is there anything that I can be doing better that you need from me? Like, what can I do? And that's
0: coming from your supervisor, yes, 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 yes.
1: What is it? What can I be doing better for you? And I do that once a month.
0: I, I and I love that I you've talked to me about this yeah. you know kind of how things work at your job and I just find that like the the gold in there the difference between feeling like you can't share mistakes in a culture yep. that is going to be met with more scarcity fear right, right, right. judgment yep all that it no, doesn't
1: that's, that's not a thing it literally doesn't exist
0: because in those environments It's like everybody at the bottom is fucking it up for everybody else above them. And we just get to blame everybody below us. But I
1: mean, there is also a component to this program, if you will, um, where underperforming people don't or people that are just kind of toxic get gone. Oh, nice. They get gone. They don't get to stick around because, as we all know, having one toxic person in a department can kill that department. Yep. Those people do not get to stick around. Yeah, yeah. And and like that's real. It's not just lip service. And yeah. That's kind of harsh. Like, no, it's not. Because guess what? You want to walk into a place every day with high-performing people.
0: Yeah. That have a
1: good attitude and that want to be there. And because that just makes everything go so much smoother. Right. Yeah. You don't need like we we're building this second this new clinic, and the lady that kind of works at the existing clinic, like at the front counter. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. Do blah, 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 blah. She do not work there anymore. <laughs> wow. Yeah. She got a couple warning shots and then she ended up quitting to go be a lunch lady. <laughs> right. Got it. Got it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah. She saw the writing on the wall. She's like, well, I hate all of this. And we're like, then why are you here?
0: Yeah. Like, if you right.
1: hate this, why are you here? Hmm. If you're not on the team, why would we keep you? It's, it's more, it's not so much, why would we keep you? It's more, why, why do you keep coming back then?
0: Right. Because this is not a place where you're going to thrive and it's just kind of keeping you and everybody around you miserable.
1: Right. Exactly. So you're very unhappy here. Here's your opportunity to go be happy. <laughs> right. And it's really kind of that cut and dried.
2: Yeah. And then there are yeah. people
1: like, and we talk very directly about high performing people, like the really, like the top 10%. About re-recruiting them on a regular basis. Mm, mm-hmm, like my mm. system administrator guy is great. Mm. And I ta- I ask him on a regular basis, is there anything right now that would make you want to look for a job someplace else? Mm. Is there anything I can do to make your day to day life here more satisfactory? That's and fe- I'm not <laughs> kissing his ass. I no. Not, no, no. Like, what I'm saying is I I value you here a lot. And if yeah. you left, like I would be sad, it would suck for me. So is there anything I can do to keep you from thinking about doing that? And it's very direct. Like, it's not, we're not like, Oh God, we can't have them leave. So we have to kind of, you know, do these machinations to keep them here. It's like, get the stickers out.
2: You just tell
1: them we really, really, really value you here. Is there, Mm. uh, is there anything that any reason that you would start looking for another job? And if they say that there is something, then we address it. And that might be. Getting rid of somebody that really sucks.
0: Well, that's, I'm trying to just like connect dots because I think that's a really beautiful environment to be around. And how mm-hmm. does that, how does that bleed out into like, like loving, uh, loving the people around you? Like, I think it's re recruit, I don't know if re recruiting your wife is the right way to look at it, but Kinda. like your, your friends, like, how, how am I doing? Is there anything you want to share with me? Like, how are you? is there any way I can be a better friend to you or, you know, I love you. I value you. I miss you. Like what, mm-hmm. what would be good to like do to hang out? Like that you sounds, know, how do we...
1: that sounds, see, I can do that at work at home. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I you don't, can that's... do it at work, dude. You got to be able to do it at home. That's... If you see its value at work, it you got to see it.
1: It seems like awfully vulnerable and I don't, <laughs> I don't, I
0: don't
1: I'll, I'll, Bro. I'll,
0: I'll think about it. That's where that shit. If it works there, why wouldn't it work with your kids, with your wife, with your friends? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. All right, I'm gonna give it a shot. I feel like that's really, uh, I, you know.
1: Yeah, but what if I'm one of the underperforming people? Oh
0: my god. Then you got to be willing to to hear it. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I uh, I was thinking I about it. um, I was thinking about this coworker of mine whom I really, really, I really appreciate. And I was talking to um, a friend about him recently, like, you know, when I feel like he, so it's all a matter of what's going on between my ears though. Cause like he can give me pointers and suggestions and I can sometimes feel like, wow, that's really helpful. Thank you. And sometimes I can feel like, Hey, he thinks I'm not doing my job. Well, right. you know, like I take it personally, but I was just thinking like, Man, if that dude left where I work right now, it would be miserable. You know, mm. like he brings so much to my daily work life that uh, I am super grateful for the the back and forth we get to have. I get to help him and he helps me a ton. Like, I never tell him that. Like, oh. oh the culture, and I don't think it's maybe it is just academia, but like there is a lot of weird, like, would that open you up to getting stabbed in the back somehow? I don't know. I don't think so, but that's where the fear comes in. That that's a, that's cre- where my head immediately goes to. What be, like being vulnerable like that, then all of a sudden I'm going to get screwed. Yeah, somehow. Right. But that's just like, you know, magical storytelling in my head. It's not real. Sure. Yeah. No, I feel like.
1: I'll I'll tell you, like people, like new people that come to work where I work, including myself. There's a period of adjustment. Oh yeah. The 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 tech person I just hired, she's like, I was talking. She said that she was talking to one of her friends after like been there. She's like, it's like walking into unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> and I'm like, did you yeah, just that- join a cult or do I'm I? I do like, a- that'll that part'll fade, but you're not that far off. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah i I don't know, man, I think that there's uh a lot of value in checking in, and this is you know back to our our the overall thing is like being able to be open and honest with the people around you, being willing to be honest with people around you, and like uh I guess that's two things two of the same thing, but being willing to reciprocate <laughs> that, you know what yeah. I mean oh sure that's what I meant like being. Being able to be honest, but also being able to hear the honesty creates creates a community of trust and love where if you are have like if you are having a dire problem at work, I would imagine that because of the culture that y'all have created there, you could say to somebody, I am not doing well here. Like I am screwing I am I am not okay. I have said that to my boss, those exact words
1: over the course of the last two months.
0: And that's exactly what this, like dude, I, can, they, I
1: can go into my, yeah, I can go into my office all and, and say, she'll say, what, what's going on? What can I, you know, what can I do for you? Say, so I just need to vent for a sec. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm overwhelmed and I'm not sure which ball to pick up because mm-hmm. they're all over the fucking place. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm just kind of, really overwhelmed right now. And she'll be like, well, let's sit down. Let's, let's start organizing the balls, you know? Yeah.
0: And there's, and then, and that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm, honestly
1: incredible. Actually.
0: I think I have that dynamic in other parts of my life. I don't think I have that in my current place of employment. That doesn't mean that it's not a fruitful, amazing place. Sure. And I get a lot out of it in other ways, but that, that support amongst each other is Mm -hmm. very compartmentalized. Well, that, this is what, oh, I'm sorry. You were on a roll no it's just it's it's compartmentalized in a way that is is i think i think in academia this is a larger thing that i'm always curious about is that there are uh there is real hesitancy to step on anybody's toes for fear you're assuming something either above their expertise or below like you are stepping on their area of expertise or their oh. you're discrediting their um existence existence as a because your existence is so tied to your what you profess about what you teach what you study Mm -hmm. what you research that i think people are really scared to like have that interpersonal culture for fear that it's going to impede on that so everybody's everybody's pretty cool with each other but we're all in our little boxes too it's like we're all walking around like boys in the bubble we can see each other we hang out But like you can't pierce that bubble sometimes. It sucks.
1: Well, and that's kind of I mean, that's not entirely different from like levels of leadership. Like I'm I'm a I'm I'm not I'm like one notch below senior leadership where I work. I'm a director. Yeah. Um I'm I'm not a C level exec, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but I am the resident expert on I'm the advisor, you know, Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. all things, everything IT related stops at me. Mm Mm-hmm. And the people above me, the sea level, I mean, like I'm the guy, they, they, they will, tr- they trust me,
0: you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: And so that's, and that's the biggest thing. That's like, that's why I would so much rather walk into my boss's office and say, I'm overwhelmed. I made this mistake. You know, we overlooked mm-hmm. something. It's caused this problem. We didn't mm-hmm. see this coming. I would so much rather have that conversation, which I had last week, which yeah. going to cost $22,000 to fix. Yeah. Which in the grand scheme, of hospital money isn't a ton, but it's substantial. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah, want yeah. to make that mistake more than once. Right. 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 But the response was, oh, um, OK, um, well, w- get me the quote and we'll talk about whether we want to do this now or wait till the next budget cycle.
0: Yeah. And that yeah. was it. Wow. You know, yeah. it,
1: rather than like hiding it. Or Right. Or trying to pad a budget someplace else or try to weasel it in some other place so that I didn't have to go into my boss's office and say I made this twenty two thousand dollar mistake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. They would.
1: And the fact that I was able to do that, that Mm -hmm. tells them that I'm not going to bullshit them. Yeah. And that builds capital, builds trust. It builds, you know. Yeah. And obviously, if I'm fucking up like that all the time, I probably won't be in this position for much longer. Right. But they also know that, like, I'm working my ass off Mm -hmm. on their behalf and that I may misstep here and there, but I'm not going to uh, try. I'm not going to do anything
0: to hurt the organization to save my face. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, like, overall, I'm I'm finding out so many... It's cool. I love these conversations because I see a larger when you talk about this stuff or when we talk about it, I see a larger fo- picture, you know. Mm-hmm. But like the ability to have that real connection with other people gives a window into the larger, you know, landscape of what somebody's doing so that you can really trust them and see the whole the whole thing. You're not just seeing them in one particular compartment. You True. know what I mean? And it's not that a lot of times, I think, interpersonally in our lives, we only look at people at, in one particular window, and that is how they affect me.
3: <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And they're yeah. seeing
0: you like, oh, wow, Steve's busting an ass, his ass in all these other areas. He's doing all these other cool things. He's changing this. He's seeing that because I talk to him and I know this, mm-hmm. that when things are like, you're like, come to them and say, hey, I screwed up or, hey, I'm not doing all right, then they, have, they already have the context. And that's mm-hmm. the cool thing about trustworthy, loving people compassionate communities or you know the buddhists call it sangha it's like this idea of a of a heart opening group of people that are all working towards a common goal together and are there to keep each other accountable and now i feel Mm. bad for skipping my group tonight
1: (laughs) good job joey you let the sangha down i
0: no i just i I, no i didn't let them down because i know they're doing it they're they're fine without me but I could have been of benefit to them and they could have been of benefit to me. And it's my loss that I wasn't a part of it. You know?
1: Yeah. I get that. Mm. But, you know, you got sushi and tofu, so fuck them.
0: You know, and I got the vibe in my backyard. You got
1: the vibe in your backyard. So you don't really need the Sangha.
0: Yeah. All I need is my twinkly lights and my candles (laughs) and my, my podcast and my crickets.
1: And that's all I need. In this paddle ball game. And this and I need this chair. <laughs> I need this
0: chair. And this I need lamp. This
1: lamp. That's all I need. Oh my God.
0: Well, I So I am, So
1: anyway, yeah, if you ever, you know, want to off yourself, let me know.
0: Same. Okay. And and, and if anybody out there this is my PSA, but it's real, like I uh, uh we may not be we have a we have a email you can email but if you have people in your life that you trust like reach out to them or if you have people in your life that you were worried about like just mm. shoot a flare to them you yeah. know um we're losing a lot of i you know 2020 started off with a a swansea i used to have killing himself and mm-hmm. and um it's just been a lot of gnarly situations in the last year obviously with the pandemic but also just mental health i think has been laid bare along with oh, a bunch of other society you know what i yeah. mean like oh, people's yeah. mental health i think that more people are willing to talk about it than they ever were and that it was bubbling up as a thing to, to discuss I think kind
1: of out of necessity either that or yeah. just you know gonna buy more guns and yeah
0: or, or double down, or double, double down, down on the fear yeah. mm-hmm. and the machismo or the mm-hmm. bullshit facade. That,
1: god, I got. loved Rob Bell's podcast this morning.
0: Yeah, dude. The oh Fauci my god, the Fauci of
1: it all. That was so good.
0: I I want to I want to like broadcast that to the mm-hmm. masses. Like if yep. if you are listen to the Robcast most recent episode called the Fauci of it all. Yep. It's so he is that some of sometimes just like us, sometimes mm-hmm. our pod, his podcasts are a little wonky. This mm-hmm. one is it's on laser, sharp. It's laser, laser sharp,
1: laser sharp. Right. Yep. And that's, I had kind of, I mean, I've, I've gone through phases with Rob over the last five or six years or so. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I'm a fan. Same. But this year, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know. I got to do something else. But so I, this, the, the water in the water one was pretty good. But even that one, I was like, eh, but yeah. this one today, I was like, oh my God, he,
0: yeah. It was amazing yeah. it was so good he talks about he kind of nails everybody's experience especially those that are refusing to participate in the community and help each yep. other out he nails why that mm-hmm. happens and from not a real judgmental spot no. but just like this is the conditioning that leads to people wanting to storm the capitol or you know uh refusing to wear masks or Fucking you know, feelings yeah he he Yeah. And and
1: what is is the way I was like, uh, it's all the same group of people. Yeah. It's all the same group of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love when he said something about
1: general, just the, the like disdain for public service.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't believe that anybody would want to just be of use to the world, to the greater good. yeah. 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 I love that he pointed out that Dr.
1: Fauci has been serving. Um, the united states of america since 1968 faithfully
0: i it's there's another connection to that i I follow this instagram account her name is king gutter baby (laughs) it's the best best instagram handle ever ever but she's she's like uh, a an epidemiologist mm -hmm. she's a virologist i think yeah she does these these like I don't know how I fell into her, but she's amazing. She does these like question and answer about COVID, and she just mm-hmm. goes off and makes it all very clearly, you know, understandable. But she did this story about something about ma- this study that was done about masks and how they work. You know, basically, yeah, the masks work. But Duh. somebody di- somebody direct messaged her and mm-hmm. said, "Who's paying you?"
3: You know, oh, that's funny. She's right. like.
0: Like, if there's mask money to be had, I want it. But she's like, like, who would be paying? Like, who would pay? Like, oh, oh, so funny. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. And, you know, not in general distrust. Go
1: ahead. Sorry. I saw on one of my hospital news update things. I get a bunch from a day. But uh, QAnon, like, um, tried to DDoS a, a hospital in Chicago. Uh, demanding, wow. what's the horse dewormer? Inverm- oh, yeah. Iver- Ivermectin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they, like, they are the QAnon people locked up this hospital's phone lines, demanding that they start treating people with ivermectin or whatever the hell that shit is. And I'm like, like, healthcare people don't have enough shit to deal with. Yeah. Now they got to deal with those asshats. Yeah. Do it, like, They're- what the fuck? I, and, and I'm like, fuck it, treat them with them. Get them in there. I've oh. them up. Shove it up their ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give, deliver it to a big-ass hypodermics. Oh. And then put them out in the parking lot.
0: I don't know why. It's, it, I, think, I think the thing that is so interesting and sad is the, is the complete lack of understanding what's not even it's not even science It it, like science like the fact that people don't understand like math studies is i get that those are complicated things and you see one thing work and it's like well that's going to work for everybody it's not how it works no it's not how it works but just like the general distrust and disdain for any for, for the for the Ability for something to take some time to figure out mm-hmm. is so prevalent. It's like everybody needs instant gratification or instant well, so solutions. I have a s-
1: personal and sincere belief oh, that I've right. will work.
0: Oh, that's right. And
1: so, I, so therefore, it's that's it.
0: That that they demand that their ignorance be treated the same as somebody else's wisdom
1: because they believe it. They have. A, it's not. It's not just they believe it. It's that it's personal, and it's sincere. <laughs> That's a thing that actually happened at my kid's school.
0: I have a personal and sincere belief that Santa Claus is real. Right. So.
2: Right.
1: I oh, have boy. a personal and sincere belief that my school failed to protect my my children, so that <laughs> they wouldn't have to lose money.
0: This went off the rails
1: a little bit <laughs> but that goes back to like but, trust well yes yeah and that goes back to you know i mean oh my god my mom my mom went on this road trip and she listened to like a half a dozen of our podcasts
0: oh sweet <laughs> and that's she still so great. talks to
1: me so that's great hi mom. Hey, um, mom but she she uh oh she had spotify up on her tv I was over there the other day and our, you know, podcast logo was up on there. She goes, there you are with with our mugs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah." She's like, well, there you are with your scowl. And I'm like, she wasn't like being derogatory. She's like, well, it's not really a scowl. It's more just like incredulous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like
1: what the, what the fuck? Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) she's like, well, there's a lot of that, isn't there? I'm like, yeah. uh, (laughs) So, you know, like there's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of water in the water.
0: Yeah dude i use that phrase so much lately it's pretty so good that's a rob bell episode for those of you that don't it's a pretty good one i, I like yeah, that's all right um i trust you steve and i am grateful that i have friends in my life that i can trust and i love you i really do thanks man yeah i
1: don't know if i can say that uh you can say it no i don't think so you don't think wait i think what? you should just i think you should just know that okay I think you should just know that. Okay. And we'll work on it. How's that?
0: (laughs) Here's the thing, whether you say it or not, I know it because Uh of how you, how you, how you act and how you treat me. Sure. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Uh, What else is going on? Are we closing it up? Closing up shop? I think
1: we did it. I think think so too. Reach. If you need help, please reach out. Yeah, please.
0: Yeah. There's hotlines. There's crisis lines. Yep. Um, If you have, if you have, you know, get when burner, I was, e-
1: get a burner email account and email us.
0: Yeah, for sure. Let us know what's going on. We'll put Anonymous, you in touch. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I can recall there were several times, even in like my darkest days of drug abuse and drinking, there were always people that I kind of knew. I'm like, for some reason, I know that person's healthy and I know that they would help me. Right. And I can't go near them right if i needed them i know i could like if anybody's Mm -hmm. out there and they're thinking of somebody right now reach out to them just say hey you know like there's always that person you're like man they're so nice and i know they'd help me and i know they're the salt of the earth Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm drowning and i can't ask for help like shoot them a text reach out for help
1: just might save your life
0: yeah dude and
1: and you never know it might even end up being worth living so
0: I think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter how bad it is, I think it, I think it is. I think there's, there's always the pot- the potential for benefit, growth, mm-hmm. love, all of those things to come to fruition for all of us. Word. May all beings be at ease. May all beings be a benefit. Yeah. All right. Well, all right.
1: this has been good, man.
0: Yeah. I love you, dude.
1: Love you too. I will, Uh. it seems like we're going to have a more dramatic finish, but I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Uh, Toot your hooter everybody Toot your fucking hooter
1: (laughs) Alright later Bye
4: These executives have Plooped the fuck out of me And there's still a long time To go before I paid my debt To society and all I ever really wanted to do was play the guitar and bend the string like ree toon tee toon tee toon tee toon nee, i have got it, I'll be sullen and withdrawn. I'll dwindle off into the twilight realm of my own secret thoughts. I'll lay on my back here till dawn in a semi-catatonic state and dream of guitar notes that would irritate An executive kind of guy trick, if they only could have heard it, half a dozen of them would have strangled while they were sucking on each other's dick, but that was only a bunch of imaginary notes I played, just a little extra something to keep me going from day to day, Mm, that's okay, I'll be getting out of here pretty soon. Then I won't have to live in this ugly fucking room Can't wait
3: to see I can't wait to see What it's like on the outside now Can't wait to see I can't wait to see What it's like on the outside now Can't wait to see I can't wait to see what it's like on the outside See like on, on the outside, outside now. Wait to see. I can't and wait, wait to, to see what it's like on the outside now. And wait to see. I can't wait to see what it's like on the outside now. And wait to see. I can't wait to see. What it's like on the outside now? I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what it's like on the outside now. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what it's like on the outside now. Outside now.